0: Hey guys and gals, we've partnered with the social media platform Go Wild to combat mainstream social media's censorship. Go Wild was built by outdoorsmen and women and hunters and anglers just like all of us. It is a free social media community. Just to point out that your photos and videos on their platform are not censored. They're also encouraged on Go Wild, and they give you points for things like sharing your trophies, Uh, different gear reviews, inviting friends, building out your gear list and engaging with other folks. So as you earn those points, even by like listening to our podcast or their podcast, you can unlock some awesome rewards too, such as gift cards, free swag knives, and some pretty decent discounts on some great brands like Garmin and Vortex, Rocky Boots, Irish Setter Boots, uh, CrossKicks, a whole bunch more. And just by simply joining and setting up a free account, you're going to unlock $10. For just trying it out. So go ahead and visit Timetogowild.com to get started today, or you can check them out in our show notes.
1: This is the OK Hunter Podcast. Never pass on shooter bucks if that's just me from the freezer. It's your tag, you hunt how you want. This is OK as Hunter. Cheers,
0: buddy hey what up everybody welcome to the OKS OK hunter podcast we're in the okay is hunter podcast studio I it feels have...
2: like Thursday but it's Tuesday
0: oh it does feel it feels all key all this for me felt
2: like Thursday I don't know I was getting excited for the weekend <laughs> I just had one <laughs>
0: I just had my last day at my job yesterday. Yeah,
2: congratulations. You got so, the new job set up. I uh, How did it feel walking out? It felt like a regular day the whole entire day. <laughs> in
0: fact, I even closed business because like, my job is sales. I literally closed a deal yesterday, and I was like, <laughs> I'm leaving today. This is so weird. That's
2: work ethic, people. That's so, work
0: ethic. <laughs> uh, I think just in general, it, it was a, uh, man, I don't know. And so today, just time with the family and, and kids and putzing around town and taking care of a couple things. And then tomorrow we're heading up to Wisconsin Dells to do the water park thing. Excellent! For a couple days before I start the new gig, so
2: that's awesome. Eh? If you got mm-hmm. the time off, if you got the time down between the new gigs, you might as well go to enjoy it with your family. Hell yeah, man!
0: Uh, what up, Oak Tree Dreams, Drew? Probably. What up, William? How's it going? Uh, we're just getting rolling here, so thank you to Spartan Forge for sponsoring our OKest Studio. It still needs some finishing, actually. It's I pretty. I have not been able to. It, just, it got good good enough, and then I just stopped.
2: You and I have talked about this. My, basement, cords. my basement project was this past summer, and I still didn't finish
0: <laughs> <laughs> it. I still have stuff I need to do. I It's funny, the drywall got done, and I painted it the same day, which I probably shouldn't have done because it looks like crap. I did one coat. I, I should do two. I should still have a second coat I need to put on. I could put trim up. I could figure out the can lighting situation because it should be hooked to light switches. Like, nothing is really – the TV still isn't up. I've just not really – yeah, you're a busy
2: man You're busy man You got three kids You're busy man Hunting maybe, season was just Just wrapping up
0: Maybe this summer I'll, uh, I'll get her done And then I can get the basement finished up Officially Get the shooting lane Down here that I want So when we have guests here We can actually shoot bows In the basement I got That'll target. be excellent I got. Actually on the opposite Side of the wall here The wood wall that you see In frame Is the shooting lane
2: You got your target there Right?
0: Yeah So anyway That's uh, a little bit of that So shout out to Spartan Forge for helping us put this all together and, and being the, awesome. the you know the big swing tech giant in the space. Use code OHP for twenty five percent off on their app. I think you're using it. Obviously I'm using I am. it. I'm waiting um,
2: for it. I'm really hoping. Like I checked this weekend, I was told you I was up mm-hmm. in the cabin with my family, and the mapping for up there is still what it was, but like down here by my house, oh my god. <laughs> it's been updated I told and it's you like it's very you're seeing the shadows of like the neighborhood cat walking in your backyard and like I can see that. So I was just kinda hoping it would be updated from north, but it wasn't up there yet. So. It's crazy. Yeah, uh, pretty wild imagery
0: on that. Uh, yeah, so it's, I don't know. And the wind stuff got updated, I think, too. So you can see, like, the, the literal drift of the wind. A drift would probably be a good way to actually articulate what it is we're seeing there. So. It's not bad. <laughs> uh, yeah. Drop time Spirits is what I'm drinking tonight. Shout out to those guys. They were going to go to the uh, Wisconsin open season trade show and I, i'm not sure they still might they might not it's hard to know with uh is that the one in march show mm-hmm. yeah. the one we're going with greg's he's making headway in our booth oh man he's been working hard on that thing yeah. sending us
2: updates constantly
0: i think today he's building the bar for it very cool so i mean just cruising yeah anyway so shout out to the people helping us do this thing also backwards grind coffee i think i owe you a bag which might be upstairs but it's uh ohp for 10 percent off of their stuff and then we're gonna bring our guest on in just a minute. He's hanging out backstage with us here, uh, but I do want to announce that our OKS Hunter crew has been reinvigorated. Did it's, some work it's lit on that up.
2: sounds amazing.
0: Yeah. So actually, even in March, uh, stay tuned. If you're in the OKS Hunter crew, you can. If you're not, you can go to our website under the About. You can submit your application to see if you qualify to join. Uh, the bar set pretty low, so don't worry; you'll probably make <laughs> it in. <laughs> uh, and uh, actually, for the camera, I always forget to do that. So. In March, we're going to start our brand partnerships. So if you're in the OKS Hunter crew, you're going to get discounts on other people's stuff. Pretty nice discounts. Uh, So every month, we're going to try to do something different there. We're giving away one of the Bear bows. I don't think I can reach it. I'm not sure if you could. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I'll have you put it in frame here, maybe. (coughs) This thing is pretty sweet looking. There you go. So that's uh, fully outfitted. Hey, hey. beer on the computer. It wasn't open. Fully outfitted uh bear uh legit is what that is so hopefully we don't lose you guys there we're back i, ch- <laughs> I said to keep this is clicking good. shit dude <laughs> so just know that i have to chunk out a whole a whole glob of the podcast
2: the best part is as eric's over here doing his mad chemist clicking all these buttons i'm sitting here like an idiot sipping bush light going wow i You're hope he gets this out. shit
0: figured out fast <laughs> yeah. We got her, man. Sorry about that, Chris. We were just trying to show you that, look, if you join the OK Sunder crew, you can win a bow this summer. <laughs> and that was right. the whole. Right. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so Chris Wheeler, I got the pleasure of meeting you in Pennsylvania at the Spartan Forge uh, veteran hunt. So you're in law enforcement. You were the non-veteran to win that. But I think you fit right in really, really well to the whole group. Um, you were there for like five days, I think you just told us.
1: Yeah, yeah, and it's easy to fit in with a group of guys like that. I mean, that was every single one of them guys there were just just good people and super down-to-earth, and we were all there for the same reason, just to hang out and hopefully put a deer on the ground. So
2: It was pretty cool talking with a couple of the guys from Spartan Forge and with Bill over the last few weeks here, and I mean, the crew that he put together for that and just the crew that Spartan Forge has in general just seems like such a group of great people, and then... You you look at it and like those guys especially. Not only are they great people, but holy cow, are they phenomenal deer hunters and just a group of people you can learn a lot from being around.
1: Oh, absolutely. I mean, there's there's a plethora of knowledge, um, and <laughs> that and that group at Spartan Forge. That's Johnny was just down here, uh, probably about three weeks ago, and I, I was up at his Ohio camp, and just just the knowledge that him and him and some of his buddies have that that hunt down here towards me. It's like it, it's it's mind blowing at some of the stuff that they they know and can see.
0: Yeah, dude. I think Garrett, Garrett Pro was there. Seek one was there. Johnny Johnny uh, Stewart was there. Obviously, Bill was there. Like Bo Martani. Bo right? Martin, Well, Bo's an idiot. No I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I can say that. I think I can like Bo. Good. He's a he's a charismatic dude, man. I don't know anyone that doesn't like Bo. I don't know how you couldn't. He's just so pleasant oh, no. to be around. Yeah. And then we 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 had Leon last week and we were, we had Bill called in and Bill's like he's just too frickin' nice. <laughs> <laughs> so it is a good group. It's a great group.
1: Oh, it is.
0: He's got a a, a dream team of a, of a pro staff for sure. Yes. But so you're in Ohio. Um I think the topic today as far as we had kind of chatted about offline is uh something is always in season and you we're like, dude, I can talk about anything. I was like, all right, well, let's talk about everything then, because
1: <laughs> perfect. Dude, that I is got, perfect.
0: I see pictures with you with coyotes, squirrels, deer, yeah. goose, tur. I'm like, shit, this dude is like, do you even have a home? Like, are you just in the woods?
1: <laughs> if it is season here in Ohio, and I can go chase it, I'm going. I am going. That's I like uh, that. <laughs> right, right. And, and talking about do I have a home? I think sometimes my wife just thinks, uh, yeah, that I don't. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Yeah, mine, well, I, I try to be around, and I I am quite a bit, but.
2: I can't imagine. I mean, like, I just, I'm looking at the back of my, I had to drop some crates off for Eric tonight, and I bro- look in the back of my SUV, and you'd swear it's still middle of deer season, because the back of my car still has, I got a tree stand in there, I got some climbing <laughs> sticks, my oh, clothes, yeah. like, when you're jumping season to season, I just gotta oh, ask, yeah. like, how does your vehicle usually look? <laughs>
1: Uh, so right now in my vehicle, I have a tub of, of hunting gear in there from whitetail season. I have a layout blind in the back of my truck, uh, (laughs) some sticks from here today, and then probably a random shotgun somewhere under the seat that I still haven't put.
2: (laughs) You never know when you're going to need it, man. A random
1: shotgun. exactly. It's all of our seats. Pretty much ending now, and I still it looks like it was November first.
0: <laughs> <So> you, <laughs> you bow hunt and gun hunt deer. Yeah. Yep.
1: Yep. Okay.
0: And yep. I uh, let's just go do a, a thirty thousand foot like skim over the seasons for you. What what are what is everything that you are doing outdoors? Let's just shotgun it out, and then we'll zoom into each of them.
1: Okay. Uh. So September first hits, and that's around here we have dove teal and goose and then normally like september 20th is deer season so i roll straight in through there to deer and then coyote hunting kind of in between at night when i can and then duck comes again in october and then it's just kind of a, a roll in through of from september 1st until the end of february i'm either hunting deer ducks doves coyotes uh geese rabbits uh rabbit season's really picking up for me now um until it goes out in february and that's kind of just a little just pretty much yeah everything i do
0: (laughs) are you fishing too ice fishing and and open water fishing on top of that
1: i do i do a lot of fishing through the summer um that's we have a, a campsite that's on the ohio river so I do a ton of river fishing, and then we do a, a, t- a bunch of stuff like that. But unfortunately, like around here, it really doesn't get cold enough for the ice fishing. Um, up north, mm-hmm. I have done it uh, with some buddies, but it just really doesn't get cold down here.
2: And then, obviously, you do a bit of turkey hunting. Judging by the uh, wall behind you,
1: yes, yes, that is my. Uh, if I have to, if I had to pick one thing that I've 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 hunted, and that's all I can hunt, that is a turkey.
2: When does your season? When does your season come in? And like, what does your season structure look like? I'm always curious about that because every state's got a, a, kind of a yeah, different. Ours weird. We've got like a week long or like a was it six day period that yeah. we get, you know, and it's broken up into like six seasons. And so and when that. do you guys open in Ohio? And how does your how does your turkey season look for spring?
1: So ours generally opens around April 20th. Um, I think last year it was like the 22nd, but it's always right there. Um, we have a, we have a youth season that's always the weekend before. okay. Uh, and growing up here in Ohio that was like you know that was like Christmas for me. That <laughs> was I, I can remember a bunch of different times, you know Saturday, Sunday before the season's even started, me and my dad would go out and I would be done in two days. Uh, that happened multiple different times for turkey awesome. But ours runs, um, it's about a month. so it starts April right around the 20th and goes out um, right around May. 20th, right about.
2: So when you drive, so your not a, tank, not a you super
1: get, long se- Yeah,
2: you get to hunt that whole season?
1: Yes. Yep, awesome. Yep. yeah. Awesome.
0: Yeah, I've not so it, it it's I haven't fine. done any turkey hunting yet. Uh, it's gotta happen. And I missed the tag wow. stuff this season. So Greg's like, you maybe can get a leftover one. But he'd scolded me. I'm like, but you were also said you were gonna tell me. <laughs> and he's like, Well you freaking missed it. I was like, You're, You were gonna tell me. I I You've never done it before. I didn't realize. Slept up. Yes, yes. <laughs> Freaking Gregina over there
1: not doing his job. So, gun. Chris,
2: does everybody anybody can buy a tag, or do you have to like apply for it, or send nope. in, or if how I, does
1: that work? I I can go straight to my local Walmart and say I need a turkey tag, and that's here you go. Out the door.
2: That's the way it should be because for the most part, I mean, you talk to any farmer or landowner and like turkeys are kind of a nuisance to them. You know what I mean? Like they're uprooting a a lot of their, eating their seed. But man, it's so hard to get a turkey tag here. It's like annoyingly, it's really not that hard. You just have to apply before December 10th. Yeah. And then you just get put in.
0: Then you get put into some certain like season A, 2, or I don't even know what the things are, right?
1: That's a lot different from what I'm, yeah, no, that's, yeah, no, we don't have to put in for anything or as long as you carry a hunting license and, you know, are able or I think it's older older than 18, you can buy a tag at Walmart and out the door you go and you're straight to the turkey woods.
0: One time I bought a turkey tag when I was deer hunting because every time I'd gone deer hunting, i had seen turkeys. And I'm not deer, right? So you pick up with a fall tag? So I was tag? like, you know what? I picked up a fall tag once. The only time I ever bought a turkey tag, I didn't see any turkeys. Go figure. So I was like, <laughs> fuck,
2: man. See, like, that's how turkeys work.
0: <laughs> I was going to do it, too. I was really excited. I was like, oh, if I see at least this way I I can shoot something, you know, was my thought. And whatever. So leftover tags, it sounds like, is the way that I'll try to go, if that's like even a thing I end up doing, if they're there. Uh, by the way, I have to mention, uh, first gen Greg Morgan a friend of ours who has a really great TikTok by the way. Um he said what part of Ohio he hunts? The southeast AEP land? Okay. As, as, I don't know what AEP means, but maybe you do.
1: So I am southwest. I actually live probably 30 minutes from Cincinnati. Okay. Yep. So it's been a, it's been a wild week with the Bengals finally making it to the Super <laughs> oh, Bowl. Oh man. They didn't pull it out but Man, it was awesome season just to get there. And I can finally say that I've seen the Bengals win a playoff game and actually be in the Super Bowl <laughs> my lifetime.
2: I was rooting for them. My son yeah, was rooting the for bug. the Bengals, so we all kind of just we didn't you know, we were pretty impartial either way. So mm-hmm. we were rooting for yeah. the Bengals too. <laughs>
1: it's always fun to it's see. Look it up. I'm hoping they can go into the next year and get a few players and make a run again. Heck
0: yeah, man. So, turkey hunting is around the corner for, for I think, mo- most of us. Mm-hmm. Um, I know some people that do, like, the turkey grand slam when they're going to different states and killing a- all these different types of birds or turkeys. You get the Miriams and get your Easterns. And- yeah, I'm so out of the the loop of <laughs> are these you, things. So,
2: are you going to try to get a tag this year? Uh,
0: yeah. I. If someone tells me when to buy a leftover tag, I'll buy a leftover tag. Well, I'll try then, to let you know. I'll and be- then I will go. I will do it. I But I, there's a I really want to try. I'm really excited to try. I've heard nothing but amazing things about turkey hunting um, you know, and actually it's funny because like the the content we're putting over turkey stuff isn't me because I don't have any frame of reference. <laughs> so Greg's
2: been doing a nice job with that yeah, it's
0: you and Greg and Tyler I think Tyler, Tyler our our co-founder he's a huge upland guy, so he hunts okay. a lot of pheasant and and I don't even know what okay. other birds, but he's big into like hunting pheasant with dogs, and his dog has got okay more accolades to its name than he's very good with the a train. gold medalist in the freaking olympics now
2: you uh chris you mentioned a bunch of fowl ducks and geese you know you hunt teals do you guys is uh upland do you guys have grouse woodcock pheasants in ohio uh,
1: so i know the grouse population in ohio is or at least around me i've never even seen, the first grouse i ever seen in my entire life was when i was up around pennsylvania actually okay uh and I I know we've got a few little coveys of quail if you can bump into them I've, I've i know uh, we've killed a few rabbit hunting and every now and then we can find a little spot with them but they're pretty hard um, and then down here you know I I had never seen a pheasant up until about two weeks ago when I actually went hunting with a few buddies at a uh, pheasant farm where they release them so our uh, our upland hunting isn't the isn't the best um, down down where i'm at the waterfowl
2: has right got to be much better especially if you got spots like you know by the river you were mentioning and whatnot i'm sure you guys see a lot of yeah. ducks
1: oh yeah and it's our uh our waterfowl season kind of sounds like it's your turkey season it's uh like to get a blind at some of our parks you have to like draw for them and if you don't get selected then you can hunt there but you know the blinds are in the best spots and you can't hunt next to the blinds so it's kind of tough there uh-huh. but then down on the river it's a free-for-all and it's i mean <laughs> last year and there was a guy that had been there since 10 p.m. <laughs> the night
2: before <laughs> it's like black friday everybody's posting up and right. it's like a rodeo for right. for ducks
1: right no yeah exactly that's opening day of teal season um i pulled into a spot at 3:30, and there were already 12 trucks oh my god wow is <laughs> so,
0: there's some shit that goes on down here too for like uh duck hunting Kincaid is not too far from here, and it's like a big man-made marsh that gets pounded. I mean, the stories I've heard—I don't even go—and the stories I've heard, (laughs) I'm like, people literally sleep out there at night until the next morning, and like there's fights, people yelling. It's just ridiculous. But they also love it, it, so it's really funny. I'm like, you guys are literally all trying to do the same they thing, they live like, for that, though, right? should like all be like, excited. It's like Black it's like, Friday
2: shopping, it's so stupid. Like, right? walleye, fishing up it, in,
0: walleye fishing in Green Bay, everyone's like hating each other. I'm like, but you guys are really all trying to do the same thing because you love <laughs> it. Like, what's with the hate? You're yeah, you're trying to do the same, shit. you love it, you know. Like, I don't know, I think it's kind of comical. I've like,
2: never, I've never done the, the waterfowl hunting. Like you know, Chris is mentioning that everybody, you know, jockeys for position and stuff. But when I lived up in Peshtigo for for ten years, um, the the Peshtigo River comes out of the mouth of Green Bay off Lake Michigan, and all the walleye run, you know, just like mm-hmm. they do up the Fox River and stuff. So you go down there any time in the spring. and Oh, you go walleye fishing, but it's just fifty. To 100 guys on each side of the river, standing shoulder to shoulder, trying to wait their turn to cast their Rapala. Yeah. Out there. You're it's like, or catching it another it guy's looks lure. Absolutely miserable. I was like, "That's not why I fish." <laughs> so I went down there one time. I was like, "Nope, screw
0: this. Not for me." <laughs> Fishing is to get away from people. Yeah, that's what it you know. is. Peace, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. What uh, uh, Oak Tree Dreams asked, What kind of ducks are you normally shooting?
1: Um, so we see um, we see a lot of uh, wood ducks in our first split. Um, So our season's broken into two splits. The first one's October. Uh, Normally it's like 20th to 30th, right around there. It's a 10-day season. And then our big season comes in in December. And that first split for me is mostly some local mallards, but mostly wood ducks. Our wood duck population is really, really good here. And on the first split, it's it's pretty easy to kill. We're only allowed to kill three of them, but it's pretty easy to kill a limit of wood ducks within the first 30 minutes. I mean, it gets crazy.
0: That's pretty cool. Well, and are you do you have any good I mean, we're this podcast is all rabbit holes, so um we, we can sway wherever we want here, but do you have like some good recipes for that stuff? I think either you froze or um you, you so
1: are. for ducks, I really enjoy and this is like the most Uh oh. No, there's a leg. Are you're we, good. Are we no, good? you're
0: good, there's a leg. I'm noticing it now. You're fine. Recipe it away, buddy.
1: Okay. So I have, like, the most basic uh, recipe for ducks, but I just wrap them in bacon and make jalapeno poppers with them. A little cream cheese, some jalapenos, and some bacon and just put them on the grill. Um, I really like that way. With geese, I kind kind of get a little wild with it. I like to throw them all in a crock pot, and uh, I'll actually make barbecue out of them. We'll we'll have barbecue goose breast sandwiches.
2: So you like, shredded goose with the barbecue sauce?
1: Yep, exactly. Oh, that
2: sounds pretty decent. My buddy yep. uh, my yeah. buddy Lane from up in Peshawar always used to tell me a good goose recipe. What do you say you uh, find some river stones, those really smooth ones, get like five or six of them, throw them in yeah. a pot, and then you fill it with water, and you get it boiling. You throw your goose meat in there, and then as soon as those rocks are tender, you throw away the goose meat and eat the rock.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I was like, where are we going with this? <laughs>
2: That's what my buddy always I, used to tell me. He said, goose tastes like shit.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. It- it's definitely it, the first year that I cooked a uh, fowl. It was a learning curve for me because I was overcooking everything. And when people call, you know, ducks or geese, you know, it kind of has that livery taste or just tastes awful. It, it's all about how you cook them, and I I really learned that in the first year of trial and error.
0: There's some like there's certain fancy restaurants where you can get duck, and it's usually. I mean, when I've had it, it's it's been good because a chef did it. You know? <laughs> but then it's like, oh, and it's paired with some sort of wine. So like to me, like when I think duck, I think fancy <laughs> as shit. Yeah, not jalapeno poppers on the grill.
2: That is the best though. Oh yeah. my god, the jalapeno popper. Thing? Oh, it's.
0: So- oh, I thought you were saying duck with wine. <laughs>
2: Well, I mean, that's (laughs) probably good, too, but the first time I ever had duck was my buddy made it for me with the cream cheese, jalapeno, roll it up in the bacon, I mean, and I think he was doing, uh, marinating that duck breast, or the duck meat, in orange juice beforehand. Oh, that's fine. And then he did that, I don't know if that made a big difference, because I never had it without, but Mm -hmm. I took his little recipe, and obviously, like, you know, I do it with venison, a lot of guys do it with venison, too, cut it up, but man, that is... You can't beat that bacon and jalapenos cream cheese.
0: Levi Carey, who runs Pulling Feathers podcast, which is probably someone you'd probably want to guest on and talk to also, uh, just and he'll smack anyone that says duck is terrible. And I believe that he would. He also <laughs> smokes cigarettes on his podcast when I'm judging him for it because I think that you know, he's taking breaths away from his his dying deathbed. <laughs> So, when you go to tell your daughter that you love her, you're not going to be able to because that cigarette. (laughs) I'm just looking out for you. I'm sorry. It's because I care. (laughs) Anyways, (laughs) I digress. All right. So, now that
2: we got talking down the recipe rabbit hole and you love to turkey hunt, what's the number one go to turkey recipe?
0: Well, that's a heavy leg, his internet looks oh, he dropped off, his internet went all red, Boop, and then he dropped off. we'll get him back on in He's like, I'm a not second.
2: sharing this turkey recipe with anybody. It's so good,
0: yeah, Derek asked you for a turkey recipe, and then you just say, fuck you, Derek, and you <laughs> dro- <laughs> I think your internet went out or something, <laughs> but you're back,
1: yeah I don't I, I, you guys I think you guys may have lost me there for a second. Yeah. I don't know what happened there yeah,
0: Derek asked you for your favorite turkey recipe, and then you I'm said back. Yep. And then you said F you and hung up on us, so. <laughs> Duly noted. What is your favorite turkey recipe, Chris?
1: Oh, I'm big on just doing an Italian uh, marinade and then just deep fry them. Cutting them into like little nuggets and just putting them in the fryer.
2: Yep, there you go.
0: I'm just waving at people on TikTok. I've
1: done... I've I've done the bacon wrapped ones and uh do like a uh we did a honey maple bacon glaze um oh, in the oven and it was it was really good.
0: Can I just eat that without any meat? Well I mean <laughs> right, bacon. just bacon. <laughs> yeah. Just give me the honey maple bacon. I'm good.
1: I'm not gonna
2: pretend like I know what I'm doing here, but I was with a buddy once, babysitting his smoker, you know, just sitting around in the driveway having a few beers with him. Um and he did it with the turkey breast, wild turkey. I wanna say like a brine or like what you would normally do with pork. Mm -hmm. He did like a cure and then he smoked it and then he would just carve it like that. And man, it tasted phenomenal. It's one of the best, like, like whole Turkey breasts. Like I usually cut mine up and make Turkey jerky out of it. It's a mango habanero seasoning, but man, he did he did that whole smoker thing. And that, that was actually really good.
0: Jerky for turkey sounds really good. Turkey, jerky. Yeah. Turkey, but I've also heard that about turkey, that turkey is really gamey and wild turkey isn't great. And like, look, turkey for Thanksgiving is already dry as F if you don't do it right. <laughs> so then you say, if I get a wild turkey, it's going to be dry. Like, there's, is there any hope for me? You know?
1: In my opinion, I would rather eat a wild turkey than a store-bought every day. Wow. Teach it is. Me. But In why? my ways. What's th-
0: going on? Like, what are you doing different with the turkey?
1: I I don't I'm, I'm really I don't know I don't think anything it's just to me one it's always a little bit better that when you shoot when you when you shoot something and you get to eat it it sure. always tastes a little better to me mm-hmm. but the, the I just I don't know I prefer the 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 wild turkey over a store bought
0: and for jerky by the way rabbit hole uh, turkey hole are you. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> so I I when I went to the Boundary Waters to camp, I found this dude on YouTube. I think he's still around uh Babblefish 90 something like whatever. And then I found this other guy called the Yankee Prepper, like those guys outfitted my trip for me. They were they were my outfitters Sweet. that I never nope. had to hire. And Babblefish was like, "Yo, yeah, well, man, he's like super southern. I can't do accents. I just start mixing weird cultures when I do accents." <laughs> but he's like Yeah, everybody has this isn't working for me (laughs) everybody has uh everybody has uh a dehydrator it's your oven and i lived in an apartment at the time i was like yeah i don't have a dehydrator but i guess i do have an oven so then i learned how to dehydrate food in my oven so i made i like i spent the whole day in the kitchen i made barbecue spaghetti with venison venison chili uh venison spaghetti like i was just I made all of this. Dehydrated it? Like yeah, stew. And then, and then I dehydrated. So then I took all the cooked, done, delicious meals that I was cooking, put them on cookie sheets, spread them out super thin, put them in the oven for like 10 hours on like the lowest setting with the oven kind of cracked. I think this is how I did it. This is a long time ago. Yep. And, I, and by the time it came out, it looked terrible. <laughs> I was like, this did not work. <laughs> yeah, but I didn't test it. I just, bro- I just put it, I did exactly as the dude said. I put all the food. With parchment paper, like wax paper, whatever it is, into Ziplocs, and I vacuum sealed it. I, had a vac- I did have a vacuum food yep. sealer thing, so I sealed it all up, and then we took away this bunch of waters. This is so, we were so stupid, I had no idea if this food was going to work out or not, but we were starving. so That then- was your only food you brought. <laughs> yep. Short of the fish we caught, which we did well with the fish, but then yep. we're like, well, let's cook some of the stuff and see if it works. So we boiled water, dumped the food, dumped the boiled water over the food, and it freaking tasted like the day i cooked it it came back to life and i couldn't believe it wow eating like kings up here eating this great freaking food (laughs) so that's good to know so i've not tried that i had an old roommate a long time ago even before this who would make uh like turkey jerky but he'd do it with the oven i'm like what are you doing i didn't even comprehend was feathers everywhere because he was doing this (laughs) shit in the apartment and like he's he like killed a deer where he probably shouldn't have. And like, he's like, Quick, we got to load my truck. And he like hangs it from the garage rafters. I'm like, Yo, dude, you're butchering your own deer in our apartment garage, like that you got in the apartment woods. Like, this is probably a problem. Uh, but it's all, whatever. So, but he was, a, he was really good at all this stuff, you know. And, and I was like, You can make jerky in our oven? Like, it just didn't compute to the I think at the lots time. of
2: guys make jerky in their oven. Um, the dehydrating your mm-hmm. normal foods, that I had not heard of doing in the oven. That's pretty cool.
0: Yeah, yeah, why wouldn't it work with anything else, right? Like yeah. at this point, I'm going to yeah. do banana chips for my daughter or something. Like she loves banana chips.
2: no. All right, so when you mentioned the deer thing with hanging it up in, in the in the apartment complex, reminds me, back in college, uh, our buddy Dave Bechtel and
0: I, Dave... Uh-oh, Dave Dave Dave's Dave's shot a buck. Like, well, you guys are talking to me on the show.
2: Dave shot a buck, yeah, Dave shot a buck, pretty nice eight-pointer, and we ended up hanging it from a basketball hoop in our driveway of our college house, which was like right in the front yard.
0: Yeah, how'd that go? But
2: uh, yeah, it went pretty well, you know, we took care of it fairly quick, but Chris, you ever hang a deer in a precarious place?
1: Um, not necessarily precurious, but we had one uh, hanging at my mom and dad's. I shot my buck this year, just right next to the, the trampoline, just just hanging there for <laughs> everybody to see as they drove by.
2: Oh, I swear there are times in Wisconsin here when people shoot their deer and they're hanging in their tree for like two weeks if it's cold. Like, the deer's there. Yeah, till they're too Christmas. lazy to get back it's to like, it. Like, eh, it's it's cold I'm good.
0: <laughs> oh, that's pretty funny. So. And we could we could talk deer hunting. Obviously, we know you're an avid deer hunter. You know you're you're coming to the Spartan thing singing PA. You're bow hunting. You're gun hunting. But uh, I know for us here in Wisconsin, I'm pretty sure. And and someone, Greg, if he's watching, he'll comment and correct me. But squirrel and rabbit are in still.
2: I think rabbits definitely. Maybe still it's in. just rabbit. I Maybe think squirrel might, might have just now. ended.
0: And I know okay. Greg was Greg was whacking squirrels pretty good there for a minute. And it's I put the fun. emphasis on the whack whack because I felt like doing that.
2: So you said you were picking up on some squirrel, or sorry, some rabbits out there. How are you doing your rabbit hunting? Do you guys have a dog you go with, or?
1: Yeah. So uh, me and my dad, we have three dogs. We've got two males and a female. And are they uh, beagles? Pretty. Yeah. Yep. Beagles. Awesome. And every Saturday that I have off, we are either, we're we're in the rabbit woods, especially after deer season, where it's. It's kind of a. We've got a group. There's uh, five or six of us, depending on how who who all comes with us. But we're out there every Saturday running them.
0: Man, that's awesome. What kind of dogs? Did, Did I miss that part? I was looking beagles. at oh, beagles. Beagles. Those yeah. things are. They bark a lot. Great rabbit dogs. Be, oh yeah, that's fantastic. when you are barking. Is when they're outside. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Yeah, you'll hear them howling doing their, rooing, and then oh, they, yeah. you know they'll loop those rabbits. They'll loop right around, usually right where you uh, jump them. Is that what you guys usually do? Just kind of post up where you typically where yep. you jump them, and
1: yeah, yeah, we uh, we'll carry uh, bells on our dogs. Um, so a lot of times we'll they'll you know they're up in front of us. We can hear their bells, and then normally they'll open up on a hot one, or we'll even kick them up out of the brush as we're walking behind them and uh then a lot of times it's just post up and we'll put a big line almost like a deer drive and the dogs do the drive for us they bring them right back to us oh that's awesome man that's fun but it's a blast it is so much fun
2: you got like a like a 20 gauge or are you using a big 12 gauge what do you use for your for your rabbit hunting
1: i use our all of our buddies they use four tens and then i i use a 20 gauge okay and I've got another buddy. He uses a 28 gauge. So we all kind of keep with the sub gauges.
2: Yep, that's excellent. Uh, my dad's got an old single shot break action 410 that he's had forever. Okay. And he used to take that grouse hunting up up uh, in northern Wisconsin. And I started taking that rabbit hunting with me uh, compared to my semi-automatic that I used to shoot. And, man, I was so much better with that break action. Because <laughs> <laughs> when you know you only got one shot, <laughs> it's amazing a, how much more you aim. More. <laughs> It was sad oh, yeah. with that semi-automatic. Oh, yeah. I swear I took two shots just to get him running a little bit faster. <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's I uh I had shoulder surgery when I was in high school. And I actually used a 410 pistol. Oh, nice. I couldn't shoot. I couldn't it couldn't kick my shoulder uh, with a shotgun and I was like, "Hey, you know what? Let's try a pistol." And that was a uh, a tough but very um fulfilling thing <laughs> to do with a 410 pistol.
2: Heck yeah, do you still have that?
1: I do. Yeah. Yeah. It's actually uh my cousin has it.
2: Very nice. Now I don't know how it is about you guys, but those four ten shells are pretty darn hard
1: to come by oh. nowadays. Right now I think everybody's everything is yeah. hard to come I was messy. gonna yeah. say for
0: from an for ammo, uh I know Greg was sharing in our group chat like he found some ammo from years back or something like that and it's hard to find ammunition places. Everything's like, yeah, slim pickings at best. Turkey shells yeah. and four tel-
2: ten shells for sure. Really, really tough right now, from what I've heard.
1: Yeah, yeah, I know. When we, when I'm in a I'm in a group chat with some buddies, and when one of us stumbles upon some ammo, everybody's like, "I need this." <laughs> Get that, get me this, get me that.
0: <laughs> well, then there's like probably 10 other group chats from other groups of friends doing the same damn oh, yeah. thing. You better get your oh, ass in yeah. that store.
1: No wonder. You them grocery with a grocery cart full of ammunition.
0: <laughs> do you, so, that, that, right, so predator hunting is another thing that yep. I know you do. And yeah. I, a long time ago, I talked to a guy that runs a tree service business. He was actually a client of mine a number of years ago. And he, I got wind that he was like, known for killing like several thousands of coyotes and he goes to various states he loves killing coyotes it's like his fucking thing short of whacking trees he's whacking (laughs) yotes and so this guy was like featured in a couple magazines and stuff and i was like yo do you want to come on my podcast to talk about killing coyotes and he was the first person i heard of that i think he had said something like Oh, I have a crow call and I'll crawl, I'll call in crows to give me like sound cover and and I was like and he's he's like I was like this is like sorcery. You're like an outdoor <laughs> wizard. <laughs> what are you you're conjuring up wildlife to, like conceal your f- what the f And then what? actually on a, on a small tangent my buddy Joel who listens to this show uh he had like a little, you know, like thumb thummer squirrel call. Like the yep. I, I can't even don't make me do a squirrel noise, but it was like a, you know, you even call it's the squirrel barking. You know, barking. That, that, yeah, that's so what they do. They bark. You're doing that with your mouth. What oh, the fuck? Man, you guys. Did. Look at
2: another wizard. <laughs> I barely learned how
0: to do an owl call. Ooh, 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 ooh. Greg taught me that, and I'm nice. not as good as Greg. But, and, and so this guy's like conjuring. Well, so my buddy Joel was doing the, the squirrel barking uh, on still hunts. He's like, well, I'll move okay. and I'll do the squirrel barking. I'll stop and stop and wait and watch and wait and watch. And then, there's a couple of steps, and I'm like, that is really smart. That's a good and idea. He's killed never, a lot of good deer. So, um, anyway, this coyote hunter dude's killed more coyotes than we could ever count. And uh, it was a great episode. I should probably, we should probably like, I I could probably air that one as like a. I want to listen to that because
2: I want to get out coyote hunting.
0: It was nuts, man. The stuff that this guy was doing to kill these things. So tell me, like, a lot of guys do it at moonlight, you know, in yeah. full moons when they can see at night. Yeah. It's happening at nighttime. You're you're sniping them stuff like that, like. Do you need to have a heat scope? What, what, what's going into this for you?
1: So for me, I've got a, I've used a Buddy's 243. I actually just went out and bought a uh, 6.5. Um, nice. My first ever rifle. I've never had one. Here in Ohio, we can't hunt with them. So I've never had a real purpose to, to have one. And so I went out and bought a, a 6.5 Creedmoor. Um, and I've got a light system on it right now.
0: Oh, the hunting uh, douche is going to love this.
1: <laughs> but now my <laughs> my buddy, he's got the the thermals, and then I've got some other buddies that have the the infrared stuff, and some of the stuff that those guys have is is incredible. It, it is crazy. Uh, my my setup is very basic compared to some of my buddies.
2: So now, when you say you've got the light setup on there, is that a colored light, white light? What do you yeah. legal? What's yeah. legal hunting in Ohio for coyotes?
1: So coyotes, it's um, any caliber uh any day you can hunt them at night anytime it doesn't matter um i have a red light um that i okay. use and then i've got a big red spotlight that i use uh we try to keep them off as much as we can and when we have our, our the night vision stuff and the thermals but when when i'm going out there just solo i kind of run on the light uh the whole time
2: yep <clears throat> That was some stuff I was watching. Uh, maybe you know the group; they're on YouTube, and they, you know they're like the the light hunters. Like that's what they, they have the mounting, like mm. the light turret in the back of their vehicle. And they said that's the thing. Like once you hit that light, a lot of guys kill the light after a while. But they said to keep that light going, and it doesn't keep spook it them. Or whatever.
0: Hit. yeah. Because well, at that yep. point, it's probably just like, oh, that's a headlight or a car light. And if it's just on all the time, it's not a change in the environment. It's I like right. I, I would be like you. I probably wouldn't. Boom it's on and then they're like, well, shit,
2: what's and that?" The, you know? and, the, and coyotes are so damn sneaky Ruff. and fast and they're always moving. They're always they're like, running. I, think, I feel yeah, like yeah. turning it off for 30 seconds. It could have been in and out and like, you know what I mean? I always feel like you miss them.
1: Yeah. Right. Yeah. Oh no. no. It uh, it's it, it's crazy when they come in. I mean, it's we were watching uh we were using thermals probably 2 weeks ago, 3 weeks ago. My buddy's got one on his gun and I'm using a binocular scanning for him. And we watched two coyotes cover 600 yards in maybe 30 seconds, no wow. minute. They were just cooking across this field to us.
0: I've never seen a coyote just not moving super fat. Like, so gun hunting, deer season, uh, out in the western part of Wisconsin, I had one like almost run right over my legs, man. He was walking this trail and he looked up and I looked up and we're both like, oh shit. <laughs> and, like, <laughs> and then he was like, I'm not going that way anymore. <laughs> And right. I watch him sling up. But he, they're, they're just always going at such a pace, man. Heck yeah. I've seen several coyotes hunting deer. So I think one year I, did, I bought a small game license thinking, like, oh, if I see a coyote, I'll pop that off. And then, of course, I didn't see a coyote that year. I'm like, come on, man. <laughs> That's how it works. But I buy a tag. It's not happening.
2: <laughs> so in your experience, Chris, using those thermals or your buddy who uses thermals, like I've heard crazy stories about how far coyotes will go out of their way. To get downwind of you like they'll go a half mile you know downwind to get behind you that like normally you wouldn't see do you guys see that at all
1: yes it is incredible um just how sneaky they actually are and that's the, i've actually come to learn even with you know the the infrared stuff you can see but when they're when they're in brush it really kind of fogs everything up but with that thermal so you can see straight through it and if it has a heat signature you can see it okay and coyotes from at you know three four hundred yards doing a huge loop you know they'll pop out and we know that they're hearing us and they're kind of hopping and bouncing and looking and then they'll just swing and make this huge loop around and we had one my buddy actually shot him he was probably to 150 200 yards but he circled us all the way completely and luckily our wind was kind of dropping down in a ravine and he actually popped up on the other ridge beside us and we watched them the whole time walk around in the bottom and come around and loop i mean it was it was incredible
2: wow i mean those things are they're freaking wily hard to get a hold of
1: so, so smart
0: how fascinating that they'll like they're, they're a predator and you're playing some sort of predator call where it's like a dying prey or whatever you know i don't know it's a dying rap yep. whatever it is yep. that you're squealing yep. out on some megaphone or something like that and, yep. and these freaking things are they could just roll in and kill it, like. I, but instead, they, they need to go downwind to confirm that what they're hearing is what should be smelling like that. Way
2: around. That's yep.
0: insane. That's insane. We, and their noses are that good too. Like, yeah. are they? Their noses aren't as good as a deer's, though, right?
2: I don't. I wouldn't think so. I don't think so. I know a bear's dogs is better than a deer, but I don't think a coyote. A bear is better than a deer. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Much better than a deer.
0: Much better. Much better. Uh, fucking deers is so good. We used to have a bloodhound. That dog was a problem. <laughs> that was a problem. He's a um, good dog, but he's bad.
2: You know anybody that hunts coyotes with dogs?
1: So I do not. I have I, I actually I didn't even know that it was a, a big thing up until probably my neighbor,
0: my a neighbor
1: does ago. And they, they chase them down with with greyhounds, I believe, and side by sides. It's crazy looking. Wow. It yeah. is yeah, it's incredible. My neighbor's got a-, <laughs> a,
0: a, a what is this the breed? It was a bit it's a boxer. And then like a Mastiff. Really? really? It, dude, it looked like just a boxer on steroids, really. It was a very mm. beefy dog. And that dog is the, he's the, the, what would you call him, the bait for the coyotes.
2: Yeah, I was going to say, there's two different He'll ways i will bait I've him seen. in.
0: This dog will go out and the coyotes will come after him. And he's a beefy dog, so he can handle his own, apparently. And then you shoot him when and the coyotes then dog, come out after him. Yeah, and then they shoot the, yeah. Really?
2: Like, well, I can't imagine
0: I... putting my dog in that position. That seems crazy to me. That,
2: how do you train for that? Yeah, isn't that weird, Chris? Uh, there's a group. There's so up in northern Wisconsin, they you know there's they have a zone, the northern half of Wisconsin. You can run bears during bear season with dogs, and they tree the bears. You mean
0: you can run dogs? You can. Run. Yeah, I'm running bears on bears. I'm, bear, I'm running
2: bears with my bears. You can you can run bears. Yeah, you know I hunt
0: bears with other fucking bears. You run
2: your bears after the dogs. No, but uh, they chase the bears with the dogs, and then those dogs after bear season. A lot of guys will use their dogs, which are very well-trained, obviously, for tracking and scent trailing, and they'll run coyotes, so they'll run a pack of coyotes Mm -hmm. running through a swamp, and the guys will post up and shoot, but then, yeah, (laughs) snooping through YouTube a couple years ago, I saw where a guy would just have his dog go out, and he'd start calling with coyote calls, you know, a little yipping and yiping, and those coyotes would see that dog, and they'd get super curious, and eventually all those coyotes would start coming, and this guy just started... (laughs) <laughs> Open it up, you <laughs> know, and his dog was the bait, and then as soon as he'd shoot him, that dog would go after him. And it was very interesting. To we say so the we least. have a, we
0: have a, a so it's weird because yeah. I, I was, um, uh, I don't know what my deal was in elementary school, but I was like overly obsessed with wolves. Like, I know things about wolves that I don't think most people know about wolves to this day, still, I'm 35, because I Were researched. Is it Barley Mulan? Dude, I, it's slightly au- autistic about how I got with wolves. Like, I adopted a wolf from like some wolf agency to help feed the wolves. I would visit the wolves. there's like a Timberwolf Preservation Society. I know that their fur is hollow. Nice. I know that they can run forty miles per hour. I know like they have. They're the only animal. Uh, the only uh, canine with a, their their uh, dew claw is like a digit. It can move, so it grabs onto it like a cat does. It's almost like oh wow. <laughs> uh. So anyway, and they they can like be good up to like negative forty degrees below. Whatever. <laughs> but they're pack animals. and have a pecking order, and there's an alpha, and they use their tail to denote their rank in the pack. But coyotes are not pack animals. But they, they do, I think, I don't know what it is. They do pack up. And I just don't know that they are like the wolves in like the familiar kind of way that wolves are. They're very family-centric. I just think coyotes might lump together from time to time. We have a golf course that's vacant across the street from our house, and there is, there is a pack of coyotes they sound off and there's a lot of them. We have a little puppy, Dottie, the boxer yep. who's like six months now. And every now and again, like we're a little concerned if she's outside and I, i I'm like, man, these dogs might draw her away. Cause I know they'll use a decoy too. coyotes. will like wolves do. They'll send a decoy right. out to try to draw the dog in and then they'll go after them. So right. we gotta be, we keep a close watch. Cause these coyotes have been seen around the, the neighborhood quite a bit. One actually has three legs for some reason, but, uh, <laughs> I digress on wolves, my weirdness there. And maybe everyone knows these things about wolves. I'm not sure. But uh, Greg Morgan said, it's really cool to see dogs work coyotes. They use them as bait, which we were talking about. Um, when you try to tether a live bear to your hood. Oh, I don't. Who did, that sounds like a, a fun story. Wait, what? <laughs> okay. <laughs> He's got a laughing face. Pack up on food. I don't know what that's all about, uh, Greg. You got to elaborate, maybe. Call into the show. I'll put the number on the screen if you guys want to jump into the to the. So, Chris,
2: with your buddies having the thermal and you having your new setup, like, it sounds like you get out quite a bit. I mean, this time of year, other than rabbit hunting, there isn't a whole hell of a a lot to do, especially if you don't have ice fishing. How many do you guys usually tally in a season? You do pretty well?
1: Um, So, I know this is really my first year deep diving into it. I've gone out with some buddies years prior, you know, one, two, three times. Um, But we, I know we went out two weeks ago. My buddy, he's actually in a tournament. Um, over the weekend, there was 26 teams, and he said that they killed five and were placed like tenth. Wow! So they—they, so we- they, I would say they probably killed a lot of dogs. I know our best night—we uh, called in an 11 and killed four of the 11. Wow,
0: that's a good night. And it's got to be hard our- shooting a predator with a, a, a. But in Ohio, you can't use a rifle. What are you using? A shotgun? Well, that so- you can use rifle we- for predator.
1: Yes, we can use rifle for coyotes.
0: Okay. How far are your so, shots? I know a guy uh, that owns another business owner, of course, because these guys probably, they pick businesses where they have off-seasons and they go kill things in off-seasons. These sniping cows the at 400 yards.
1: You know? Oh, yeah. They, they shoot them way out there. I've shot, I think my farthest shot this year was like 100 yards, maybe. So we, we try to call them in pretty close, but my buddy with a the thermal that can see them out that far, if they're just sitting there, he 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 lets it eat, he's firing. <laughs>
0: Nice. I know one, one of the guys, I know he hunts him over, like he'll do like frozen lakes or marshes where, you know, that circling business ain't going to matter much because he's got a range of sight on these things that they can't, Right. you know, they right. can't really mess with. There's no cover for them. Mm-hmm. So once he gets them out of the open, they're done.
2: As long as you got open to your back and you're looking into the wind over you know, and they circle you, because like you said, they're going to go way downwind. And if you're wooded, then you're kind of screwed. But yep. uh, I don't know. I, I think I've killed four coyotes in my life and all of them have been under 50 yards. <laughs> That's perfect. One of them was with a bow. I was pretty proud of that one because I've tried to shoot a coyote with my bow for a long, long time. Deer hunting, basically, mm-hmm. you know. And uh, yeah. <laughs> getting one of those suckers to stop in bow range is tough. And when I finally got one, I was pretty jacked.
0: What and, that's... And Are you doing any Are you doing any
1: trapping at all? Great uh, question. So we do a lot of, like, coon trapping and a lot of, like, paw. We do a lot of the egg eaters. Okay. For that's... the turkey.
0: Oh, that, yeah, that's a cool way to say it. Uh, what do you... So the reason I ask is, uh, you showed a coyote. I know a lot of folks still do a lot of stuff with furs. They'll trade them in, you mm-hmm. know, and, and, like, they'll make some money off of fur. Are you doing anything with the coyotes or the trapping stuff where you're getting money for pelts? There's a market have, for it still. It's just not great, I don't think.
1: Right. Yeah, I think they were getting, like, 5 to $15 for uh, a coon. and that. I mean, it's with all the work that goes into skinning them, fleshing them. Oh, my and, gosh. Yeah. Dang worth it. Right, yeah, it's just not worth the time that it takes to do it all. I mean, that's—I know I really got into trapping in high school and was looking at all the prices, and I'm like, oh, I'm going to do this. This is how I'm going to make money. And then I learned really, really quick that I was going to need at least a thousand raccoons. To be- <laughs> 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 and then I said, I'm going to go get a job.
2: <laughs> yeah, when you think about how long it takes to skin one raccoon, you know, especially when you're not good at it, when you're fresh at it, and then you- oh, to skin a thousand raccoons. <laughs>
1: So oh, me, me and my buddy were in the garage and it took us like 25 minutes to figure out how the tail, how to get the tail <laughs> off. And then we learned there was a tail skinner and we didn't have that. Oh, it was a whole mess. And in the, in the garage, like midnight one night, it was terrible.
2: I was in a similar situation when I got into coyote hunting, me and a couple of buddies did it. And I had a buddy shoot one and I had scunned mine out cause I wanted to get it tanned. And he's like, well, you skin mine out. And I was like, okay. Man, I think when I went to do that scale, that tail skinning, I thought I had something that was going to work. And I started pulling, and the last four inches, the most beautiful part of that tail, did oh. not come off with the rest of it. And I called him. I said, ah, sorry, dude.
1: Right, you're <laughs> This is what
2: you this. get for having an idiot buddy skin your coyote.
1: <laughs> Holy
0: shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's a different world man so, so I, I when i was duck hunting the the one only time on duck hunting we didn't we didn't get any ducks i mean i like, think they cleared out like the morning or the night before we got in that morning or something because they were there and then they weren't no i went with a guy who just had to be a buddy that did some logo work for him. he's like yo you can come anytime and he's got decoys and he's he's great like he's killed plenty of ducks so we go yep. i go with him and and you know we just end up eating a lot of venison out in the swamp uh mostly and, and none that's of the fun. birds came in you know, at all, and you're just standing, them, you can't sit down because you're just standing in this water. Mud. Yeah, so it's just different, yeah. right? But, and and if Levi's still in here, you know, maybe someone else can show me how to do it differently, but um I don't know what the fuck. Oh, yeah, so on the way out there, these guys are trapping muskrats. And they okay. had like, what I would have perceived to be, like, wheelbarrows full of them. Holy! Right? That's what I thought. And I, they, <laughs> hey. I, I said, wow, looks like you guys had quite the haul. Like, holy crap. And they're like, Nah, we only got like 120 or something like that. I was like, <laughs> what, "What were you expecting <laughs> to get? Like, what? That's a lot of muskrats. I don't care who you are. It's a it's a mountain of them. What's going on?" And I mentioned this to Greg at one point, and he's like, "Well, maybe they needed to get you know 300 to make cut even or something." Like that. I was like, "Right." what the french toast yeah. is going on that's over a
2: that's a whole different world though too and maybe chris maybe you've seen that doing that little bit of trapping you did in high school but trapping is a different world from what i've learned um i had a buddy who was a science teacher <clears throat> and he'd been around peshigo where i taught forever and ever that's where he grew up and i was asking him about trapping because he started trapping beaver and uh, he was trying to trap bobcat and coyotes and whatnot and It's like all the old timers who do the trapping, man, they have their territories and you do not step foot in their muskrat swamp. Like, he's like, oh, no, no, like, that's Bob Tilly's swamp. You go in there, you know, (laughs) he's going to kick your ass. And I'm like, what? Like, public ground, you know, no, that's, he's been trapping that swamp for 40 years. Don't go in there. (laughs) And uh, they have their own way of doing things, too, you know, it was was interesting.
0: Oh, we lost Chris again. (laughs) He must uh have. must have stepped into a swamp. That dial-up is not not cutting off. <laughs> yeah, he's in Ohio. I feel like he's he's got to have good internet. I would hope. Uh, here he is. Yeah, it's okay. We we can roll the bunches. We we hey. dropped you. You're back.
1: Hey. Cool. Well, I don't know what's going on. Here.
0: Yeah, I don't know. Shit happens. Technology is like never great. <laughs> he's uh, so- paying
2: us back for that first ten minutes.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, you guys want to intro me all, Kitty Wampus? Great. <laughs> I'll just drop off a couple of times. <laughs> <laughs> You're talking, yeah, we're talking about like not stepping into different people's swamps for muskrats and stuff like that. And you, you do some coon trapping. It's like, what do you do with a coon when you get it? What do you do with a the raccoon?
1: Uh, there's a few times getting skinned them out myself and attempted. Uh make something out of them or or tan them. normally it's all terrible and I always mess up and it's got holes in it um, but a lot, a lot of times we'll we'll use them for coyote bait
0: oh there you go oh interesting so yeah you're you're Uh-oh. kind of
1: you guys still here
0: yeah it's 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 foggy but the internet shows good for both so i don't know what the deal is oh no we dropped off again i think he's having some internet uh things happening here he's back all
1: right. I think good. I say I hope.
0: Yeah, hopefully, hopefully it's good. I mean, it, whatever it happens, man. I'm not <clears> a judge. It's the okay on
1: podcast. Uh, I don't know. Do you guys hear me or not? What's
0: yeah. that? Yeah, Thumbs up. We can hear we you. We got
2: you now, Chris.
1: All right, perfect, perfect.
0: Um, so you're using the you're using the raccoons for coyote bait. What have we yeah. missed? Have we talk we talked about deer, turkey, waterfowl, some trapping. I can't do the rabbit.
2: Hand thing. We did rabbit.
0: Yeah. Yeah. What else are we What else are you doing? Are we do we cover most of it?
1: Um, probably the the thing that always kicks off my season September first in Ohio. It's probably one of my favorite hunts I get to do all year, and it's the the dove opener, and it is a blast.
2: That's not, I've never ever heard done heard people talk
0: about the dove stuff like it's the best thing in the world, but it's like uh, the smallest freaking amount of meat I've ever seen in my life.
1: <laughs> so we're allowed to kill fifteen. Um, that's our daily limit, and if you don't kill fifteen, you better be putting them in the freezer because you're gonna need a lot of them.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
2: fifteen it, is like one meal, one serving. <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah. So
0: it's, it, it's a delicacy, really. You know, you get you oh, get a bunch of these things, and you're like, man, this is the one time year I can eat these birds. I hear it's right. good though. A it's lot, delicious. I see a lot of the jalapeno popper bacon yep. wrap stuff for these. Yep,
1: yep, Yeah. We always do. I will always go out and. Whenever we have a UFC night with some guys at work, that's what they're all asking for. Did you, did you kill any doves? Can we do poppers?
2: <laughs> now, where so, are you, where are you hunting doves? Like, does your public land around there? Do they plant like fields? I know a lot of states have like certain fields that they plan they leave for doves and whatnot. Or where yep. where are you finding them?
1: So opening day, we I go um, to a big public land field. There's normally. 60 people there i mean it, it's crazy it's a big field you're circled up mojos are everywhere um and right, they do mojos. sunflowers and so it's there's doves everywhere i mean it, it's crazy it, it's a it's so much fun um it is a little it, it does get sketchy at times when you've got 60 guys with shotguns <laughs> you and... get
2: pellets raining down on you from oh, the yeah. distance
1: oh yeah you take your hat off and you're catching <laughs> pellets in your head. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> It gets a little sketchy, but we all have a good time with it. And then my buddy actually has... He lives uh, right next to a horse pasture, and behind the horse pasture is this big overgrown field, and we cut uh, the field. His dad mows it uh, and keeps it real short for grass, and then they plant sunflowers all around it, and there's doves everywhere.
2: So sunflowers are the key?
1: Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Sunflowers are... I mean, it's it's like putting a corn pile out for deer. It just... But They're all going to be around them.
2: Gotcha. And yeah. you mentioned mojo. You guys use is that like a spinner decoy? You guys are using or what kind of?
1: Yep, yep. It's a uh, it's a little battery powered dove, and the the wings just spin the whole time. And I've got two of them. My buddy's got two or three. Another buddy's got two or three. We normally have, you know, five, six mojos going, and it gets it, it, it's in, it's incredible to watch them decoy too. They're just like little little missiles that just shoot right into the decoy. <laughs> And then it's kill them, and everybody's pulling up, shooting everywhere.
0: <laughs> that sounds like a good time. Crazy dude, <laughs> Greg Greg Morgan just said we have properties near quarries for hunting permission because they use pebbles to grind their food, so they fly
1: everywhere. Okay, okay, yeah, that makes sense. It gets in their gizzard. On like, uh, they'll they'll eat a, they'll eat pebbles off of like gravel roads around here.
2: Yeah, sighted to the roads, popular place for pheasants and grouse around here too oh my those god it's like that freaking
0: bird stuff. from the moana movie it's eating freaking rocks yeah kind of or hey <laughs> yeah. what's his name Not Jorge.
1: what the hell is it <laughs> i can't think of it now the
2: i've only seen shit. that movie a thousand times
0: i know that's yeah
1: daughter she would know
0: same right right yeah
1: what's the damn thing's name
0: ah stupid chicken from stupid moana someone's gonna comment in and we'll be like oh yeah that's it yeah it's not Jorge. <laughs> it's something like it's that. Jorge. It's something like that, though. Or it's like, hey, oh, yeah, it is. It's Hey Hey. Hey Hey, hey. yep. Yeah. Yep, that's it. Yeah. You were actually pretty close.
1: <laughs> <sighs> we
0: just saw Disney on Ice, so yeah. Okay. Saturday. How old's your daughter?
1: Uh, she's two and a half. Oh, cool. So that's a, that's a ripe age. My we're right in the same half.
2: boat, all three of us. Yeah, yeah. my daughter's okay. just okay. two and a half.
1: That's awesome. There, they, I, in my opinion, I'm. It's been a lot of fun. We're out of. We're transitioning out of the diaper stage, kind of potty train, and it has been a blast, but very frustrating. <laughs>
0: I hear you, man. Yeah. <laughs> once you get out of it, for us, it was just they had to make a decision. At least our, my four year old, she just boom decided, and then never went back ever, and no accident, not, like nothing, not even at night. Yeah. For oh, that's awesome. awesome. <laughs> it was freaking. But she's just a stubborn little. You know. Sometimes old. that's what it takes. Yeah. If she didn't decide, it ain't it ain't a thing. But if she decides, it's a thing. So I was like, but you know, it's funny because now I have two sons, and uh, in addition to my daughter, and uh, they're two and a half, and then six months, and I'm like, wow, how do you potty train a boy? They're harder. <laughs> it's easy to train my girl. Just sit on the toilet. They're harder. And now I'm like, oh god, I have to like teach them how to aim this thing. Or like, what do I do? Cheerios, you know? man. Yep. Throw, a ch-
2: throw a couple of Cheerios in the toilet bowl and fire away, buddy. There we go. That's <laughs> gets a good. Get some interested. <laughs>
0: yeah, I should probably read a couple more books. Talk some more folks about it.
2: I don't know. Yeah, yeah. He's yeah. getting that age where he's like, I think uh, I think my daughter's going to be the hunter.
0: Yeah, yeah.
2: I, I my son he, he shows a little interest, but my daughter I think she's going to be the hunter.
0: I'm not sure which ones are going to be for for me. I, I my daughter likes they they all like venison. They like the snack sticks and stuff like that and the. You know this, the, whatever the summer sausage stuff mm-hmm. and
1: my, my daughter, she loves the uh, the summer sausage. She calls it deer ham. That's <laughs> yeah, time. that's her thing. Can we have deer ham? I'm like, absolutely.
0: <laughs> FBM Maine outdoors. What's going on? Hello from Maine. Maine's got to be a really cool place. Oh, we Maine. talked to those guys. Uh, who who are the guys? Hal Blood and those folks. That uh, I
2: love those the Big Woods Bucks guys. Yeah,
0: we talked to one of those folks and. uh that was an interesting. I had a hard time wrapping my head around the concept. What do you mean you hunt by tracking? Oh, like, man.
2: I was reading Hal Blood's book on my honeymoon. In shut up.
0: I'm reading about tracking deer
1: in the snow
2: <laughs> on my honeymoon. I have my feet up by the pool. I put a picture on my Instagram
0: reading Hal Blood's deer oh, tracking man. book. I Joe Crowsey I is who we talked that. to. We didn't get Hal Blood, but you know, honestly, it was cool to talk to those oh, guys. Oh, there's a
2: bunch of guys up there that do that. You know, that's like how the tradition is up
0: there. Up in Maine, tracking freaking deer.
2: Now, uh, just sorry, we didn't want to dabble too long in deer hunting here, but I'm always curious how people are doing it across the way. Ohio's a great state. Are you, for your like, gun season, are you sitting in a stand and waiting on them? Do you guys do deer drives? What's your, what's the typical deer hunting scenario?
1: We've done a little bit of it all. I know for me, I really like being up on a field edge. Uh, where we can see and shoot a long ways come come gun season so we we hunt a lot of field edges in stands on the ground um and then we'll do we don't necessarily do a drive but we'll do like wind bumps basically mm-hmm. we'll have one guy go downwind of a bedding area and then you know post up a, a few guys a few shooters normally you know one or two guys three like you know it's never six guys on one side six guys on the other everybody run at each other yep <laughs> uh, crazy thing um I've been a part of a few of those. Those can get wild sometimes. <laughs> you start throwing slugs through the woods.
2: So you guys are all slug guns, right? Can you use muzzle loader or is it just shotgun?
1: Yeah. So we, we can use uh muzzle loader, shotguns, and then straight walled cartridges. So rounds like the 450 lead or the 450 Bushmaster, the 350 Legend, uh 4570, anything that's a straight wall we can use.
0: Okay. That's kind of nice.
1: <laughs> yeah. No, yeah, that's I, I use a uh it's a 220 slug rifle so it's a 20 gauge slug uh, but it's a bolt action rifle nice and it's uh it's deadly it's awesome i love it
2: so are you guys usually sitting the first day or two or three of season and then you kind of get into some wind bumping or yeah
1: yeah yep. we'll sit um you know the first couple days a lot of times we're somewhere where we can see a lot and kind of figure out um if we don't know that area we'll figure out kind of where the travel with the big the big travel corridors are And then we'll normally set that the third day. And then from there, it's – by that time the deer are shot up, it's, like, free for all, everybody for themselves. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Something happened.
2: And you said you guys have coyote open all year. So, like, during deer season, if you see a coyote, you can shoot away, right?
1: Yes. Yeah. I actually shot – two years ago, I shot my first coyote ever in my life. And it was with my bow at 44 yards. Nice. So, it it was awesome. It was one of those things where – I was actually, I was hunting a really good 10 pointer and he's coming right down the line to me, uh, bumping three or four does coming, I mean, headed right to me. There are 80 yards coming and the coyote had actually entered the field and blew him out of there. And I started squeaking at him. I just was going, and he turned and came running in and he stopped at 44 yards and just kind of looked around. And it was one of those things where I was like, well, I might as well just shoot one at him and see what happens. And. I ended up I shot him at 44 and he ran 30 so he ran he ran shorter than I had to shoot. It was perfect.
2: <laughs> yeah, but the interesting part is since you, after you release the arrow, the coyote actually spun two circles, jumped a hurdle and then stood there and then got hit by the right. arrow. <laughs> right. Yeah,
1: cuz I never stopped. I mean, he he stopped. It, it it was one of the things where I was like, "Oh, he's going to stop." Well, I might as well just shoot see what
2: happens. <laughs> That's a damn good shot, buddy. Nice work.
0: Dude, what how many different so what what was that squeaking call supposed to represent? Like a dying what? Mouse. Just a,
1: more of a mouse squeak. Um,
0: How many different uh, calls can you do just vocally on your own without? I bet support? you he's got tons of turkey calls. I'm waiting to see. Yeah, turkey.
1: <laughs> um, I can do the owl, the turkey. Let's hear
0: um, them all. Let's run through it, dude. This is <laughs> I love this.
1: I, <laughs> I have to put you on the spot. I'm so sorry. I have on to do spot. it. the so, yeah, owl just. <laughs> Um, Pretty good.
2: (laughs) There's a diaphragm somewhere in his mouth, right? Yeah, what what I can't can't, like figure out what it is
0: you're doing with your mouth.
1: Um let's see. Uh (laughs) the the dove is pretty easy, just yeah, I uh, pull that one off. You really can't do much with a dove, though. I'd, some guys swear they called a man. I've never seen it, but <laughs> I, it's worth a shot when they're 100 yards running to fly away. You might as well give it a give it a
2: little dumper
1: Right, right. I know. It's like I have a buddy. He'll do – he calls it a coyote call. It basically just sounds – he'll just go, <laughs> and that's kind of to imitate a dying rabbit.
2: Oh, I thought that was me stepping on a Lego. <laughs> 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 yeah, <laughs>
0: that's me, me for sure. Can you do, uh, oh, what was I was going to say, can you do any, like a snort wheeze or any, any buck grunts or anything like that? Um,
1: Ab, I'd, I'd normally. <laughs> so that's kind of my snort wheeze. Nice. Uh, Does that ever work for you? Ball, it's not terrible. I've tried to grunt at them, just. <laughs> <laughs> Burp. But I I don't think it's very good.
0: <laughs> I I can't. Bop. <laughs> That's about it. And I actually, burp, it sounds like a deer, but I don't have to. Yeah, same yeah. here. <laughs> Just drink a bunch of soda in the deer stand. I should be good.
1: Right. Burping. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I tried to snore. I, I practiced my snort like two seasons ago, and then I tried it in real life at a buck, and it didn't work. And I was like, well, there's no point in ever learning this ever again. <laughs> so I, I kind of gave up. <laughs>
2: Yeah, oh, those are good, man. That was really good. That owl was great too. Well yeah,
1: done. I it's something I've been working on for a long time. Is I I enjoy being able to talk to animals and doing all my calls. And that's I think I picked up a turkey call at eight and started. So I've I've definitely had a little time to practice on them.
2: Heck yeah, man. When I was younger, I used to be able to do a turkey gall pretty good, just like a hen, you know, clucking in a little bit of purring, and yeah. we, were, we were shed hunting. I was actually with my mom, kind of cool, my family. We, we do all that stuff together, so my mom and I are walking around. I was probably like 13, and we're walking around the springtime, you know, looking for antlers, and all the snow had melted, so it was, it was pretty late in the spring, and we heard a turkey gobble, and I thought, oh, cool. You know, and I just started doing a little clucking with my mouth, and all of a sudden, they started coming closer and gobbling. This is like a week before our turkey season. <laughs> so I'm like, sit down. like, Let's see if we can get them to come in. We had three toms that came probably like eight yards. Like, and they're strutting just so perfect. The next week, turkey season open. You think we saw anything? Not a goddamn <laughs> thing. <laughs> Classic. <laughs> Call them into our laps with our mouth at eight yards.
0: And, of course, don't see anything. Um. <laughs> Oak Tree Dreams said, "Do you ever do a pot call and a mouth call at the same time to simulate two hens getting pissed at each other's present?" Oh yeah, I love. I actually, uh, I bought a little wooden uh, push button call, and
1: i I can work that a little bit easier than a than a slate with one hand or a pot call with one hand. And so a lot of times I will work that my I'll work my push button kind of back and forth with my mouth. And then I've actually had really good luck with a double purr. And it's kind of like my last resort of I've called these birds and they're hung up and they won't commit. And I'll just purr with my mouth and I'll purr with my push button at the same time.
2: Those push button calls, man, they don't get enough love or attention. But those
1: things work pretty damn slick, if you ask me. Right. I, I, for any of my buddies that are like, hey, I want to get into turkey hunting, what should I go do? I'm like, okay, you need a 12-gauge with you know, here's ammo and get by buy a push button and just sit there, call. If he gobbles and he's getting closer, stop calling. <laughs> be, that's your best bet.
2: You seriously, it is. And be patient, right, man. I yeah. don't know, but I, I'm not patient enough. I mean, a lot of times you think they're going to come running right in and you should have yeah. just waited because they, right. they'll wait you out and then they'll come there as soon as you freaking leave.
1: Oh yeah. As soon as you get quiet on them and they, they I've actually had birds, you know, take, 20 25 minutes to come out into the field on me sometimes and then mm-hmm. just you, you're sitting there wondering where in the world did this turkey go
2: <laughs> yeah in your mind he's two counties over but he's really right. just standing there waiting
1: <laughs> right. i a- think my mind always goes to oh he's standing by the neighbor i'm about to hear a boom That's
0: why I always- <laughs> <laughs> yep <laughs> there's a I, you know I, I, i've been talking about tiktok a bunch because we've been doing a bunch of content out on tiktok but there's a guy yeah, yeah. uh chris whitley He's on Instagram also, but his TikTok has like close to 70,000 followers. Instagram isn't the same because TikTok is just a different, you know, thing. But he puts out a lot of like quick hit tips and he is a, like, I think he's a, I don't know if you would call him like a ranked, but he's a. He's I think he's a ranked competitive turkey caller. Oh yeah, that's oh. a thing. We that's had him on thing. last year and he did like a set for us and he had a, wow. he had a flapping thing coming out of he had a whole sequence of yeah. calling things and he might be watching right now I'm not sure cuz we're live on TikTok but he we're we're looking to bring him back on right around turkey season Heck, to yeah. go through the different types of call stuff. But that that guy is I've seen guys else use their
1: hats and oh. and do like
0: yeah, like, well, holy crap, For a man. fly
1: now, I've seen a lot of that work before.
0: It's impressive. And when, yeah. you,
2: when you know they're close, the scratching in the leaves is, oh, it's- is, is pretty deadly, too. Like, you know, put the call down and just give a little scratch behind you. Yep, And, I mean, I think that
0: gets them going sometimes. That's wild. Dude, I know you just, um, I think between now and when we had met in Pennsylvania, you started Wheels Up Outdoors, and I presume it's because of your last name. Um, yes wheeler and tell yeah. us a little bit about what you're working on man and what you're doing with that and where people can find it we'll bring the, the plane of for landing
1: here so i have it i have a tiktok haven't really posted much i actually got censored on tiktok um <laughs> classic <laughs> they, tiktok they i think they've taken more videos down than i have posted <laughs> <laughs> i'm not gonna lie they don't like me <laughs> Uh, but growing up everybody always called me wheels playing sports and it was just kind of what everybody called me and um it was always just a nickname that i had and kind of playing into that nickname i started wheels up outdoors and for right now i'm just on instagram and tiktok i have a youtube uh channel nothing's been posted or anything i'm kind of learning the process of editing and storing footage and uh I had my first video actually edited. I was almost done with it, and for whatever reason, it completely disappeared. I still don't know where that's at. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> so technology's really been kicking my butt here the last month with that. Trust yeah, me,
0: we're there today. That happens.
1: <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, but no, right now, yeah, I'm just on Instagram. Uh, it's just Wheels Up Outdoors. and Wheels I'm, Up is
0: one word, just yep, so the folks yep. listening know, but yeah. I want them to make sure they can go. They can find. I know you have your Chris Wheeler also, but I imagine you want to point people to the other page. So,
1: starting out uh, on Instagram, I I had you know, growing up, I was always taking pictures of stuff outside or me hunting and stuff, and I'd always just post them on on my normal Instagram. And uh, actually, after leaving PA and talking to a few people, and you know, of course, meeting everybody, I'm like, you know, why not share some of my outdoor stuff and make a page just for it um and so i actually created the the wheels up and uh, i kind of my, my personal i just kind of post family stuff and every now and then i'll post something that i'm hunting or doing but i'm really trying to focus all of my outdoor stuff just share everything on my on that wheels up page
0: awesome yeah i dig it it's pretty cool um I, craig morgan's talking about he's getting censored a lot on there too and his, his profile pic actually got censored because it's a grip and grin uh yeah FBM Maine Outdoors Journal. Are you guys coming to Huntstock in Massachusetts? We will not. I won't be. I don't know if Chris if he is or not.
1: I won't be. Nope.
0: We're we're OK. Hunter's doing our first ever trade show uh, this March. We talk a lot about it, but it's it's at the Wisconsin Open Season trade show in the Wisconsin Dells. In- well, we're gonna use that one as a test, and if that one goes well, then we'll probably do a whole bunch more. But we need yeah. to see what what it's gonna look like first before we like start committing to a bunch of shit we've never done before. Because <laughs> trade shows aren't they're not cheap. You gotta you gotta merch up. You gotta put a lot of money the right. merch, and you gotta pay for the space. And Greg's been building our booth. And that booth, um, I don't know. I mean, it's it's heavy. It's
2: solid. It's, it's gonna be hard to travel heavy. with. It's solid. Yeah. Greg but did a great job on it, though.
0: It's modular. It, it's ambidextrous, so if we get a left corner versus a right corner, or a you know no corner, yeah, we can use all of the. We can use it. It's interchangeable, and uh, but it's heavy. So, uh, but kudos to Greg for doing that for us, anyways. Uh, it's, it's looking really rustic,
1: exactly that's how all, he want to look. At. That's, that's awesome.
0: Yeah, it's exciting. Uh, we've never done that before. We're bringing the podcast with us and everything. So, if you're in oh. Wisconsin at the Open Season Trade Show. You know, there's a good chance we might be sitting down with somebody there to, to shoot the breeze like we are here. The difference is, I don't think okay. I can bring scotch or bourbon into this show. So uh, I might be uh, missing some hell? of the key ingredients to how this podcast functions. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. By the way, that drop time is, without the ice is strong. Last week I puked in my mouth. <laughs> yeah, <Not> you did. Not <laughs> because it tasted bad, because I had too much acidic pizza. And then I was guzzling down the scotch or the bourbon. I was like, Oh, God, I, I burped, and all of a sudden, it all came up, and I puke in my mouth. God, I was like, holy shit, I didn't know what to do. It's, it, I didn't edit it out, either. It's there. You go listen to last week's episode. And then, and then later in the show, uh, Don't Lee do it. apparently did the same thing. So I was yeah. like, shit. I'm trying to make me feel better. So yeah, we keep it real here on the on the show for sure. So if you're at the at the the show in March, come by and say hi to us. Okay, yeah,
1: Whatever. no, definitely, definitely. That's...
0: Yeah, Ohio is a bit of a trip. I don't know if you'd make it out to Wisconsin or something like that, but <laughs> yeah, you
1: know, and, uh, yeah, it's just a little bit of a drive. It's
0: like seven hours. It's doable. Yeah. And my it's not, my not... wife knows. I dated a girl from Ohio, which is I met okay. her in Key West, and then she having me from Ohio, so I did a couple of road trips to Ohio and vice versa. And right. It was a hike though. I was like, man. This sucks. We're gonna end this. <laughs> I get
2: Unless you start paying for my gas,
0: she's like, "Oh, this is over. Can I like move in with you? I was like, "No, nah, we're gonna break up." I don't, I'm not doing that. <laughs> yeah,
2: anyway. man. If you ever, uh, if you ever make it out this way,
0: definitely let us know. Love to yeah. have you. Well, you know, it's funny. I think you met Evan uh, East, Eastman Outdoors. Is that what he goes by on, e- on Eastmasters? Eastmasters. Yeah. He's a pilot, yeah. so he he travels a lot. Which is how yeah. he gets his rounds here. He gets to see a lot of people, and he's going to be coming into the studio here in Wisconsin. He's going to be passing through, so he'll be he'll be guessing on the show. It might not be a Tuesday night, but it doesn't matter. Whatever, we're cool. able to. to That's awesome. Arm.
1: That's awesome.
0: Yeah. So all you PA guys are making your rounds here. It sounds like the yeah. the veteran yeah. hunt was cool to meet you, and it's nice to meet people in person, man. It's different.
1: Oh, it's yes, no, absolutely. That's uh, I had I had followed you guys for a little bit uh, on Instagram, and then when I got to finally put a you know, put eyes on the face behind the page and kinda say what's up. It was really it was honestly th- that trip was awesome. It was it was once in a lifetime.
0: Very That's cool. cool to hear. That's super cool. Yeah, I know uh we're nothing impressed at all. Bo's definitely got it going on. one has got it going on those guys are very they're in a different league than we are. We're just a bunch of freaking idiots Just a bunch here. Of guys? Yeah. <laughs> I was pretty Speaking jealous. I mouths. was pretty
2: jealous of you guys to go there and see all those guys, man, because i followed, you followed know, most of those guys for a while. That's, that's a cool thing. I would have brought you if out. I
0: knew you were down to go, because it was a long 10-hour drive by myself. I, I My wife oh. was not down for me to go. <laughs> no, no one's was. <laughs> my, my, mine wasn't down for it. I tell you what, teaching is not the profession
2: for hunting. <laughs> I picked the wrong one. <laughs>
1: Yeah, um, I uh, I ended up I had to leave PA to make it back for our uh, for our anniversary. Oh, <laughs> so dang, I was, I, you better be. I, home. You know, I was I was the dummy that got married in November.
0: Oh uh, yeah, that was a ooh. big mistake. Well, I mean, it wasn't <laughs> a mistake, but you know, <laughs> I could be viewed as a mistake. <laughs> My yeah. yeah, ours was October, so that was pushing it. We were October tenth. Yeah, I said 15, you know, That's like you ten fifteen. Yeah, know, yeah. that's like
2: you know, leaf drop. You're, you're okay. Yeah,
0: we were out in the middle, October. October lala was okay. But I, my wife's birthday is like the week after our wedding anniversary. Oh jeez! There's one year where we uh, we woke up in bed and uh, someone had texted her happy birthday. I was like, "Who the hell's texting you happy birthday?" That was last week. <laughs> <laughs> <And> she's <laughs> like, "No, today's my birthday. Our anniversary was last week." I was like, "Ah, oh, shit." <laughs> And I totally, bo- and then that, sh- that was like her gift because then she could give me shit all day. It was funny. Ha ha. So like.
2: So that was her gift. <laughs> yeah.
0: Although for Valentine's Day, I just made a, I posted a really you funny video get, of her for, for
2: Valentine's Day. But you did good with the other thing too for Valentine's. Oh yeah. get your wife a guitar? Oh,
0: I got her a guitar. Yeah. She plays guitar and hers has been broken for like a year And so I I rolled up home with a guitar, and she was like, Oh my God. That's
2: pretty nice. But then, you know, after four
0: minutes, my daughter broke a string. So, like, (laughs) par for the course. (laughs) She's had it for a whole four minutes in the fucking guitar. Bing, bing, bong. Yeah. She's like, Logan, don't turn those knobs." (laughs) Pam. I was like, God damn it. I just got this thing. (laughs) Freaking kids. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Always something exciting. Yep. Well, thanks for joining us, man. I'm going to end the live broadcast. This will be in podcast land tonight. I will do a small edit at the beginning to chop out our our shit show, of an (laughs) intro that we botched. And uh, I'm not sure if Bill watched. He he watches quite a bit, and he'll pop in and comment. I don't know if he's here because I can't see who's actually watching, but sorry for ruining the intro, Bill. (laughs) (laughs) Expect nothing less. Don't be mad. (laughs) Yeah. Anyway. So yeah, go check out uh, Wheels Up Outdoors on Instagram and 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 maybe on TikTok if they ever let you in and <laughs> we'll, we'll be sure. That's to, to be you. seen, right? <laughs> cool. All
1: right. right. I I appreciate it, guys. I appreciate having me on and talking with you guys. This is awesome. Hell Hell
0: yeah, really man. fun, man. Everybody have a great night. Thanks yeah. for tuning into our our stuff. And uh, if you want to check it out again on Podcast Land, cool. And if not, we totally would never do that ourselves. So we don't <laughs> you. All right. Good night. <laughs> See you guys all right so as you heard in the beginning of the show uh definitely be sure to check out our OKs hunter crew you can do that by going to okshunter.com and going to our OKs hunter group page it's under the about section on our website so you have to dig to find it uh, we'd also love some submissions for some OKs hunter stories and moments and things like that that's also on our website okshunter.com. and then there's uh i think you can just go okays hunter um Moments are just submission for that, and you can get to that through our link in bio on Instagram and TikTok, so feel free to drop your stories there, and you know, by joining the OKS Hunter crew, if your application is accepted, once you submit it, we're partnering with a number of brands, so I think, at least for now, out of the gate, as we kind of get our footing here, we're going to do a different brand uh, partnership every month. So each month there might be one or two or a couple more different brands that we are going to extend discounts to our OKS OK on our crew for. Um, so these other brands that, that we feel are friends of the brand or align with our mission and ethos are going to extend discounts to our members that are going to be really good discounts on various products that they have. In addition to that, every so frequently or often, we will also provide discounts and extend them to our stuff. And it'll be deeper discounts than you're going to get for any other monthly specials that we're doing. So for any uh, special on like a hat or a shirt or a sticker, Um, we'll give the okay Hunter crew members a deeper discount on those things. So I want to take care of our crew members, make sure that you guys are getting the, the the swag that you want and some gear and proxy want. We have some pretty cool partnerships lined up. Um, so it will just be a matter of like month to month, you know, we can't extend the discount indefinitely to some of these brands. So it really is a a timely thing. So whatever is that particular month that we're going to do it for like March, we're going to have a brand and there'll be a discount code for their products or a specific, um, Number of their products, you know, after that month, that might be it, or they might come back on later on, but uh, it, it really kind of will be uh, a variable thing. So uh, check that out for sure. you probably heard us now talking about the trade show coming up in March, the open season trade show in the Wisconsin Dells at the Kalahari Resort. Greg has been busting his ass on building our booth. It's coming along really, really nice. It looks great, very rustic. I mean, it's just a bunch of pallet boards, but uh, he's done a good job putting that together to make it Like I said earlier in the show, and these are Greg's words, ambidextrous, uh, very modular. So we can take that and put it together in various, you know, corner booths or non-corner booths we will be set up for whatever we need for that. So that's exciting uh, for us for that. And then our Foam Fest archery event going on at Hubbleton Brewing is going to be held August 27th. So the end of the summer, we're going to be putting on an event. There's no details for that just yet. We're working out some of those plans. we do have our targets figured out that we're gonna be renting. We have the space obviously figured out for Hubbleton. We're gonna get a food truck, a keg of beer. Um, they have a lot of great beer there, by the way. They, they brew their own stuff, it's, it's really good. So it'll be shoot first, drink later. And, uh, you know, once we get that event live, we'll be able to point people to an event registration page. And we're gonna probably cap it at like 50 people. We're probably gonna make it a paid event to cover our costs. We're not trying to like make money on this stuff. We just want to meet everybody in person and have a good time. Uh, shoot bows drink beers and, and you know kill some foam so that that is something that is on the horizon once we're done with the trade show we'll shift gears and and focus more on the archery event so otherwise whew, I think that's it for announcements at the moment I don't have anything else too earth shattering or anything like that uh, yesterday was the last day at my job uh, so making a transition there I'll be able to talk more about that in the, in the coming weeks here and make some announcements but it's exciting so uh, this weekend, and spending time with the fam and and hanging out and getting stuff done. So trying to get the house in order and and just kind of get the get the batteries charged and get back to neutral here before I leap into the next thing. So hopefully y'all like the podcast. Uh, I guess I could probably, oops, before I totally move on and and drop off. If you're willing to hang out with me for another minute or so, um, let me see what our calendar of events looks like. Uh, I can't get to it right now. Well, I guess I'm not going to do it here, just not not right now. So, oh well, that's fine. We'll get to it next week. But you know, we have our our guest lineup is booked into April now. So, and we have a couple bonus episodes we'll put out. We have a few people that are be passing through in studio. In addition to obviously the trade show, we're going to talk to some folks there too. So, um, I, there should be a lot of podcasts coming out of the studio in the next couple of months for sure. So, you know, if you like the show, thanks a bunch. Uh, go ahead and give us a rating and a review on iTunes or a rating on Spotify or wherever you get your podcast from. You know, we like to see that kind of stuff. That feedback is helpful. And, uh, yeah, have a great day. Enjoy your week. Hopefully you're doing something outdoors. Never pass on that uh, shooter buck or whatever the hell it is that makes you happy. I say don't forget your release, but it ain't bowhunting season right now. So don't forget whatever the hell it is you need the most in the woods, whatever it is you're doing, and good luck with your shed hunting. So uh, adios, guys and gals.